0: Okay, Uh, I think I think we're recording. I uh, I got these new acoustic sound panels hung up in my office. Do I do I sound better? Do I sound okay?
1: (laughs) Yes. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) This will be good. This will be good. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Straight face.
0: You want me to? You want me to do that again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me pretend like I'm like I'm hitting my mouse. So we'll go like we'll be like, okay all right i think we're recording i uh i got these new acoustic sound panels hung up in my in my office how do i sound do i sound better
1: you still sound like a midwestern badger fucking yokel man
0: yeah i suppose i do And welcome to the You Show Show. It is the show where you show things. I am Kelvin Laser McMurray, and today I am joined by my very good friend Adam Yo. Adam Yo, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me. It's uh it's my pleasure, Calvin. I'm super excited for this. So yeah, yeah thanks Appreciate for being it. here.
0: Adam Yo, Adam Yo sounds. I was thinking about this before we started recording, and to me it sounds like like, a Street Fighter 2, like, special move, like, Adam, yo, I don't know, I was kind of thinking <laughs> yeah. about that today, like, DK Fire, Adam, yo, so, uh, that's, that's the next thing to accomplish in life, is get your name in a Street Fighter game, so.
1: I'll take it, I mean, I was never terribly good, I was just that, pick Chun-Li and hit B a lot, <laughs> you know, but, that, yeah, that got me far, it got me far further than most things. It's <laughs> <That's>
0: funny, um, <laughs> Adam, you are, uh, uh, you are one of our uh, Baltimore, our Maryland, Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland friends. If I can talk, um, you and I met through my girlfriend Nat. You and Nat have been friends for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, you are a freelance writer and kind of a like jack of all trades. Um, you do a lot of work with other podcasts, and I know that you also do like a Friday night um, uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, I guess, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um, yeah. So, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've long worked with, uh, the autism community, you know, people with intellectual disabilities in Maryland here. Um, and you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, uh, they basically, that entire community seemed to lose their resources. I would do Friday and Saturday night social groups, you know, like community outings, integration, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and that's all gone. So ever since then, I've been running a weekly, um, oh, you know, just a weekly Zoom party for people, for teens and young adults with intellectual disabilities. It's open to everybody. We've gotten people from different states. And I mean, it's it's really turned into something pretty, pretty magical. That's I feel cool. I feel really lucky just to be a part of the group that um has taken shape there. So yeah, that's really great. Um, if people, other than that, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna, I'm sorry. I was gonna say,
0: if people wanted to like help out in that, I guess, what should they like? Is there anything they could look up or somebody uh, they could contact or how, how does that work best?
1: Yeah. I mean, I can drop my email. That's better than my uh, social media handle. That's not the most professional. Um, <laughs> the uh, email would be Adam and then yo, Y O E seven, nine at gmail.com. Um, and I, Basically, you know, I just give people a rundown of what to expect if they're emailing, you know, regarding themselves, if they're higher functioning, or if it's, you know, a parent inquiring about their child that might need some community, uh, albeit virtually. So, uh yeah, that's probably the best way to get in touch.
0: That's really cool. Yeah, I know my um I know my girlfriend Nat, uh she did one night with you and she said that she had a blast. That you guys are playing I think like uh hangman and I think another game and uh yeah, she said she had a lot of fun, and she said it was totally worth it. So I would—it's
1: it's really fun. You'll have to uh, get on the other side of the mic and uh, join me, my friend. It'll be uh, Cool. All right. Uh, yeah. No, I should.
0: I really should. I, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have you hold me to it. So I. I will definitely do that. Um, and then you also work with um the group No Echo. I, what is I guess could you go into that a little bit more too?
1: Oh sure. I mean, uh, you know, No Echo is a California-based website. Um, basically, you know covers hardcore punk metal everything adjacent and in between um they have been consistently doing articles with them probably about a hundred a year for the last few years or so um it's uh, a good uh it's a good pursuit for music obsessives like ourselves <laughs> you know you might not come across uh, as much that you'd be familiar with but uh yeah it's great it's uh it's it's definitely one of the one of the the highlights of every week. So I'll be doing it for weeks to come.
0: That's awesome, that's really cool. Um, well, I guess diving in, um, we are going uh, back to music. My first two episodes were on music and now we are going back into the wonderful world of music. And before before (laughs) we get started, so I don't sound like an idiot, Well, let me rephrase it so I don't sound any more like of an idiot than I currently am. Uh, Is the band, is it one word or is it pronounced three words? Like, Is it no means no or is it supposed to be one word like no means no?
1: You know, (laughs) it's funny. I, I guess no means no. I guess.
0: Okay. You know, what do you it, say? It,
1: it's always, pre- I mean, I say no means no. Okay. It's always, always presented that way. Seemingly it's, you know, it's capitalized smushed together, mm-hmm. but n- you know, knowing the types of people in the band, it would not matter at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So if we go back Very and forth. secondary. gotcha. Cause yeah. And they're like on the Wikipedia, it's capital N uh, but all the rest is lowercase, but then, yeah, looking at things like their Facebook and everything like that, it's capital N, capital M, capital N. So I was like, dude, I, I don't know. I, I, I was, cause at first when I saw it, when you sent it to me, I thought it was no means no. And so like for a week in my head, I've been practicing saying that. And then it was actually today I went to go look up just a little bit of information about them. And that's when I was like, Oh, I felt like the biggest idiot. I was like, it's no means no. Um,
1: <laughs> Well, it's funny you know, you bring that up because I'll get this out of the way. Listening to uh, was it your most re- was it the most recent episode of your show about Schitt's Creek? Mm-hmm. So Calvin, seriously, I made it longer than you without realizing, <laughs> or you know, until I realized uh, David or what Daniel Levy mm-hmm. <laughs> was was his son. I was like, oh that. That makes sense. That's
0: funny. Yeah. I was like three quarters of the way through the first season and then, yeah, I figured that out as well. And like, now that you see it, you can't unsee it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, well, okay. So the album that you shared is wrong by no means. No. Uh, Mm -hmm. and then the album that I shared with you is, uh, my favorite Dan Deacon album, uh, Bromst. Um, Mm -hmm. so I guess, uh, you being the guest uh what are we talking about first what are we talking about today
1: man i would love to talk about this dan deacon album all right i would love it okay so. then
0: today's episode is on the album Bromst by uh one of my actually yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite he's in my top five i love dan deacon with the seething passion awesome. and uh this album is uh all of his albums are good, but this one I think is my favorite, uh, particularly for the last three songs. But we'll get into that in a little minute. So, um, well, I guess the first question I always need to start out with is, what did you think of Bromst by Dan Deacon?
1: <laughs> well, I'm I'm so stoked to get into that in general. But um, I do feel like my, my Baltimore card has finally been fully punched. Okay. Um, because being, you know, being from Baltimore, growing up in and around that music scene, um, I've seen him live a few times. Oh, okay. Um, never, I think at time maybe never knowingly, um, <laughs> you know, not knowing that, not knowing what I was going in to see. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so... It's just so funny that this was like in my backyard for this long and I'd never heard this album. Um and I was I was tempted to be like what do you think I think about it? But I just have to come out and say it's tremendous.
0: It's really good. Yeah, and it's
1: fucking fabulous.
0: So, uh, for the people listening at home, Dan Deacon is a um I never know like I never know what to call musical things. I just don't, I get it wrong all the time and all my friends make fun of me and it's to the point where I don't even care. Like I still call everything a vinyl record. I'm like, oh, put on that vinyl record. And they're like, that's not how you say it. I'm like, I don't care. Okay, it's just what I'm gonna call it. So whatever, he's a artist, he's a musician, he's a whatever, he's a solo. What do you, like, like, a people call him like an MC. I don't even fucking know.
1: Who cares, he's he, an artist. He's an, artist. Right, yeah, he's he's an artist, yeah, he's uh, a musician.
0: He is a singular artist, Dan Deacon. Uh obviously, well not obviously, but in um some of his albums, especially his newest one, he does collaborate with other people, but you know, 90% of this whatever is uh him by himself. And he is from Baltimore, Maryland, just like our good friend Adam Yell He yeah, he is an interesting guy. You were talking about his live shows. Um even before we get into the album I will just go ahead and say that if you ever have a fucking chance to see this guy live go you will not regret it. His shows are a blast. His shows are just like this giant ball of pure happy energy. Like if you're having a bad day, go to a Dan Deacon concert and I guarantee your day is going to get a little bit brighter. He um he does this he has just this great energy. He's just he himself is this really positive person. Um acceptance to the max of everything that you can think of under the sun. Um, you can go to a Dan Deacon concert and you're going to fit right in. You can be as weird or as normal of a human being. Doesn't matter. Um, he does things that he interacts with the audience in a show, unlike anything I've honestly ever seen in my entire life. Um, so like one thing that he'll do in his shows is he'll pick two people and he'll call them like captain a and captain B and, uh, one half of the audience has to follow Captain A, and then the other half has to follow Captain B. So he brings them to the front of these crowds, and then he has them face the audience, and they start dancing. And Whatever side you're on, you have to follow that person. Obviously, you don't have to. It's not like there's a fucking gun to your head, but um, it's really cool. And then people swap in and out. Um, he does things where he'll like form a circle and put somebody in the center of it. And they, it's like dance until you feel like your heart has been satisfied and then you have to go hug somebody and that's how you bring the next person in. So it's just like, obviously this is like a nightmare fuel for pandemic, but, um, (laughs) but outside of the pandemic, it's, uh, it is an amazing show. Um, his music's not for everybody, but. His shows will put you in a better spirit, and I can guarantee that. So, uh, rant over about the live performance, but it is it is worth checking out. But um, but yeah, so this is this is the album Bromps, and uh, and so you're saying that that you were digging on it. Um, I guess kind of like what were like 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 what would you say was kind of like your mood going in and your mood going out. So
1: I, that's the that's the interesting thing. It's I started listening, um, you know, right before recording. I was looking for uh, for headphones. I, I started I started with my you know my standard everyday headphones, and about twenty seconds in, I was like, Nah, man, I'm going to need my quote unquote good headphones for this one. It is. I mean, it is so intensely busy without yeah. overplaying. Um, it's just it's painstaking. I mean, it's, it It was so impressive just to be, to kind of create this in a vacuum. Like it's so small and suffocating in some spaces, but it's so celebratory and open and full of crescendos and noise. And um, yeah, I can't imagine seeing this live. I saw him, well before this era, I think. Okay. Uh, where, where does this sit is in his discography as far as like critical reception or like fan reaction. I mean, is this kind of held up as one of his best? Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I, yes. Um, it's, um, I, if I, I'm 98% certain this is his second album. Um, Spider-Man of the ring is his first. That's also a very good album. That was a little bit more bizarre. um, This one, I would say uh, every album gets a little bit easier to get into. So this being his second, I can understand what you're saying about some of it is just kind of a little bit more on the chaotic side. His newer stuff is like a trillion times more mellow. Um, But this one I think is still good. Um, But yeah, anyway, to answer your question, sorry, it's his second album. Okay. Okay. And yeah, he was, he was in, there was definitely, he was obviously very much in the music scene. There's a video on YouTube of him where he got uh, invited to play a local like news station. Oh. So yeah, it's like, it's like, it's, he's playing for people that I guarantee in a million years would, I don't even know how he got it. Anyway, he shows up on stage and Dan and I love him to death. And should he ever hear this? I say this in the most positive way ever, but he's kind of this like roly poly dude and he showed up i think if i remember correctly, and he's got like tape on his face and he's just fucking (laughs) rocking out and it's just like these like bizarre electronic clicks and buzzes that he is just stringing together and he is just dancing frenetically and i just was like oh my god like like the people watching this must just be like what the fuck is wrong with this guy but um but luckily uh he continued and he's done he's actually done he's doing quite well now he's scoring a lot of um movies as well which is really cool uh we can get to that in a little bit uh but uh this album i know too uh he went i can't remember where but i know for this album he went to uh a castle in the middle of nowhere and recorded it there and uh i feel like you can kind of feel that a little bit um like the album artwork is this tent in the middle of the woods. And I kind of feel like him being in a castle in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. It kind of connects if, if that makes sense. So,
1: well, yeah, I think, you know, just the idea of, you know, both of them can be kind of seen as temples in their own right. I think, you know, it's, it's a celebration, but it's also a deeply personal and meditative sounding exercise, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. But I got to say, um, what's the first song? Build, Bo- Build voice. The, I just love the audacity to start an album that way. I just applaud stuff like that. Like it's for someone that's not going to dig it. It's really antagonistic and kind of and kind of brave. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Like, I love that. I love that. <laughs>
0: Um, I did uh, the album Cosmic Grandma by Flying Lotus with my friend Ian. And and what I said in that episode is that uh, if you can make it like two minutes into this album, maybe, maybe I'd say two minutes on this album and like, you'll kind of know if you're going to hate it. You know what I mean? Like you'll kind of know if you love it. You'll kind of know if you're going to kind of hate it within the first, I would say two minutes, especially in that first song. But, um, but, uh, I guess then too, let me ask you, I guess like, I know like punk and metal is definitely that runs through your veins, uh, quite, quite often and and quite a lot. So I guess, um, do you ever get into like electronic music or anything that would be like similar to Dan Deacon?
1: Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, it's interesting because, um, I I honestly think there's a lot of parallels just as far as DIY music is concerned. And like the, the ethos and the spirit, um, you know, of punk, I don't think is a million miles away from what he does here. Um, but yeah, as far as electronic music, to be honest, um, and I think it did this for a lot of people, what, what really tipped me to the possibilities of that world was Kid A. Okay. Yep. Um, Yep. Because, you know, and you said this in another uh, episode, I think, but, uh, yeah, if, if Tom York ever invited me to 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 go away <laughs> with him, <laughs> I would say yes too, regardless of who was in my company. Exactly. So,
0: let's uh, but, let's make that a trend. Everybody, yeah, <laughs> yeah start tweet start tweeting this. Um, yeah, that's funny.
1: But that, yeah, I mean that you know, kind of uh, they seamlessly seamlessly fit that into, you know, they already weren't the most orthodox rock band, but fitting that into that template. Yeah, it kind of led me to like, uh, you know, there's definitely some electronic bands. Altacra, I've always really liked, you know, Aphex Twin. I like a lot of uh, ambient stuff, but I'm actually, what what feels most familiar to me with regards to Dan Deacon is noise music. I really like a lot of noise music. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> you know, really, really grating and harsh to just bizarre Um you know, I think there's a lot of noise music in in his style, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but You know, like I think you start with something like Mersbo and I think that's a far cry from what he does here. Um, but just finding beauty in something that's not inherent or obvious mm-hmm. is really, really cool. Um, I just think it's the sound of liberation, which is like that's amazing to me, you know. So
0: I um no and this album is it has it has a lot of noise it does um like I said his later albums get a little bit more approachable for you know kind of a little bit more of a general audience um but this album I don't know how to explain it I don't know if, I'm not I wish I was more musically versed but I feel like it, there is There is like kind of like staticky noises used, especially in the last song, which is uh, "Get Older," where he's using this crunch and this static, but in different tones and pitches to then make music out of it. And I think stuff like that is really cool as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a word or a phrase. I don't know, but I'm always a proponent of when it comes to art, when it comes to. anything that is trying to send a message that sometimes you gotta make a thing, like you gotta make a mess before you can make something clean. You have to Mm, understand, you have to kind of, you have to understand like what ugly is to understand what beauty is. You have to have dark in order for there to be light, Um, you know, stuff like that. And I feel like this album, if you think of it in like terms of like ranges of high and low, like it's really, 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 really good because he will drag you through some depths that <laughs> are a little hard to listen to admittedly. And, um, but then he gives you these moments though, that are like absolutely beautiful. Um, one of my favorite songs of the album is the third to last song is, so it's called slow with horns run for your life. Mm-hmm. And that ends, I want to say the last, I don't even know, three minutes. So it's, he's doing all of his electronic drabble and then it kicks into this player piano. And if, I am not a um, classical musician buff, but I'm pretty certain that piece that he's playing is called Bromst. I'm pretty certain of it. And hence that's where the name of the album comes from. I could be wrong. I was
1: curious about that.
0: I I could be wrong, but I'm like 90% certain about that fact. But anyway, that player piano, when it kicks in, like I still, to this day, I've listened to this album hundreds of times and, um, I get goosebumps every time that piano kicks in because it's beautiful and it just plays for like two, three minutes. It starts out with some horns and he has this, um, uh, uh, he uses his voice as an instrument. So he will pitch it to sound, you know, it sounds kind of like a woman, um, singing. He does it a lot more in his later albums as well. And so you hear this little chatter of, of, of this voice, you hear some horns and then they just fade out and you're just stuck with this piano for like, yeah, like two, three minutes, something like that, and it's beautiful. And there's literally no other way to say it because it is. And it's like if if it doesn't affect you, I don't know what will, because <laughs> it's it is really powerful in a really good way. And again, it's like, but in order in my it like, you know what I mean? Like in order to really, really, really appreciate it, you got to be kind of dragged through the muck first. And this album will definitely, definitely do that to you. <laughs> curious did i did you listen to any other albums of his uh after this or just just stuck to the one
1: well what i i focused on this one a good deal but i listened to the album um i was what's the one with wham city on it is it or it's is it called wham city i don't know if that was earlier it might have been spider-man of the rings you said that was the first album right
0: mm-hmm. i'm pretty certain yes wham city is off of spider-man of the rings which is his first album yes
1: okay okay um, so I listened to a good bit of that album, and inadvertently, I had no idea, Calvin. But I've seen Rat Film and did not know he did the soundtrack. Okay, that's so a... that's rad. Then that makes complete sense now.
0: Um, again, uh, so Rat Film is a documentary. I don't want to talk about too much of it here because I have to talk about it again. <laughs> um, but it is a documentary uh, that is filmed and shot uh, in in Baltimore in the Baltimore area and um, Dan Deacon does the score for it. And it is a really, really good documentary. It's bizarre, uh, but I see that uh, as a good thing. Um, but yeah, he would go on to uh, do the score. He did a score for another documentary about professional bicycling, like uh, the Tour de France. And uh, like, I haven't seen it. I, I, I didn't really have a huge interest in it, to be honest, but maybe I'll watch it. And then he also did, excuse me, the, uh, the music for another documentary. Uh, I don't know if it's out yet. It's either out or coming out very soon. I think it's coming out very soon. It's called Well Groomed. And it's about um, professional dog stylists and the competitions that they go through. <laughs> <laughs> um which is it is interesting it's kind of weird like i know like my girlfriend nat's not big on stuff like that i'm always kind of like well the dogs aren't getting hurt but like maybe they are i guess i don't know the psychology of a dog and like what they have yeah. to go through for something <laughs> like that but like these are people that like dye their dogs neon yellow and green and orange and pink i i don't know how to feel about that maybe i need to watch the documentary it will give me some insight on it i don't know but either way it's called well groomed and it's either out or coming out to HBO in the very near future. Um, cool. Okay, but yeah, he's he's starting to get into uh, movies as well, which is pretty cool. And um, and it, it's it's like it's like I said, each each album, each iteration that he's coming out with is, I would say, a little little bit more approachable than the last. He has this. Um, I don't even know. I don't even know if I still have it. I think I may have deleted, he he has one super indie album that I don't, like I don't, cause like he normally goes through Domino records. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't even think it went through Domino. Maybe it did. Oh shit. I can't remember the name of it. It's got like a dog, an illustration of a dog on the front with a yellow cover. And uh, it's unlistenable in my opinion. (laughs) It's just like, it's like, like, like this is electronic staticky music but there's like a pulse to it. There's a beat, there are rhythms, there are, there's music in it. The the, the one that I'm talking about, I swear to God, it's just like completely random noises. And I, some of that I can't, I can't do. I need a little bit of actual music in what I'm listening to. Um, But beyond that too, he's done a lot of collaborations. Um, He's, uh, he's done a lot of things, which is really cool. And um, he he did a bunch of work with um, Adult Swim um he worked with adult swim to do a music video called uh when i was done dying off of the album glass riffer and that music video is really good uh it's they hired like i want to say like six or seven different animators to direct different parts of the music video so it's not just one animation style it's like nine throughout the whole video it's really good um So, um, so anyway, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been sitting here rambling for like 12 years on my love and appreciation for Dan Deacon. Um, so I guess two, um, just, and again, you can be completely honest. Would you think that like you would ever go further more into discography or is like after today's experiment, like that's, that's kind of it.
1: No, absolutely. I, I totally would. And to be honest, You, you put it best earlier when you said, I think you when you were even introducing him, he's a singular artist. Um, you know, I, I love when I come across something and I hit play and no one else comes to mind Mm -hmm. because I think that's, that's a a more rare thing (laughs) than it once was. Um, it didn't call to mind anybody, which is pretty amazing. Um, you know, like. I think of, I mean, I think everyone probably has different things on this album that would call to them, you know, but I think, I think of the mountains, um, I think it's of the mountains. It's like, you know, middle of the, middle of the album, um, just has this increasing build, this increasing pace wall of sound. And like, it's all of a sudden it sounds like, chiptune weirdo shit Um, (laughs) but but it's like you know or even snookered you know where he is bookending this bizarre loud freak out with what almost feels like lullabies
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um just wild and the bass line i had to learn this bass line immediately on woof woof okay yeah mm -hmm. fuck man (laughs) i think that's one of the more fucked sounding songs on the album which i love just every song would come on and he would just subvert my expectations that's really you cool. Know? Mm-hmm. yeah so uh i just like i like groups and you kind of pointed to this too that juxtapose the delicate with the harsh or the ugly with the beautiful um and you're right you can't have one without the other and he does it really well um but so i'm curious um because i tend to think that every album has one but what is the centerpiece of this album for I don't know if there's one that's like agreed upon by by fans of the of the album but what's for you the center the centerpiece I know you said the Slow with Slow with Horns sounded like it was definitely a highlight but
0: I think for for fans overall um I know that um there's a song it's the third song it's called Padding Ghost that is um the fan favorite of this album. Um, I, 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 whenever I'm out and about and I bring up Dan Deacon, that is if people know him, they will typically bring that song up. there are some albums that are, are very much based around a theme um i talked about page of the line control that album is is about a story that expands over the whole album um another album that just comes to my mind is um tom york's solo album the eraser that whole yeah. album is about global warming and the threat uh that it it it, it, it is uh Uh, Poses on this earth, and you don't notice it the first time, but the more you listen to it, the the more you pick up on it. And Dan Deacon does not have that in his music, Mm -hmm. but there are still themes. If you really look at a lot of his lyrics, and you look at a lot of um his emotion, like I I always I put him in the category of like his music is emotional. This is like something you're supposed to feel. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to inspire and it above all else makes you just want to get up and move. Like this guy is a fucking great musician to listen to when you're working out. Like you throw on Dan Deacon and your workout is just going to improve by like 50% guaranteed scientist approved (laughs) stamp. That shit is real. Um, And this album, like to me, this album is about like, like hope, if that makes sense. I don't know if you got that, but this album to me is about hope. That's what I always kind of feel like overcoming something. It's Mm -hmm. weirdly like, this is going to sound crazy, but like every time I listen to this album, I think of like, like a knight that has to go out and defeat a dragon. I don't know where the fuck that comes from, but that's just like imagery that comes to mind when I think about it. Um,
1: That's not weird at all. (laughs) <laughs> to be honest.
0: There was an interview with him based off his newest album. So his newest album is called um, Mystic Familiar. Um, and he talks about, uh, do you know? So a mystic familiar, anyone that doesn't know, is like um, a conjured spirit. Um, okay. Like, so I played Dungeons and Dragons a lot. And a mystic familiar, like you can summon like astral cats to come to your side. So they're not physical they're more, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it corporeal, ethereal, um, kind of like ghost aura spirits. And so he built an album around that idea. But again, like the whole album's not just about that. That was just like a starting point. And so I feel like this album was, again, the starting point was Brahms. Again, that it's that, it's that, it's that piano solo, um, Um, At the end of that song, I was telling you about slow horns. And I feel like everything was kind of built then around that. And um, like, I think there was spontaneity in its creation, but Mm -hmm. like, I just could not imagine again, having like all of these sounds and all of these parts, like how do you put it down? Because like, you know, you get what I'm saying? Like there's so much to this that like oh, yeah. I think it takes a little bit of a madman. It's like it's like getting handed a it's like getting handed a thousand piece puzzle a thousand times <laughs> and trying to solve that. And it, it would yeah. just be like, is this yellow jigsaw piece that I have part of puzzle number one or puzzle number like five hundred? And um yeah, dude's got dude's got the mind to to solve it, which is pretty impressive yeah. in my book. So
1: Oh, unquestionably. I kept, you know, I kept thinking about like putting a song like this together. You know, you have like a song map that looks like the fucking New York subway system. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, how do the how are these connected? Like, who who played who planned this and made it work? But it does. And like, how
0: do you yeah? How do you get there? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. and um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of people that would look at music like this. And again, there's a lot of people that, you know, music is a guitar, a vocalist, a bassist, and a drummer. And I'm not saying that it's not. And I love music like that too, but there is something inherent in this. I don't even know what you call it. New wave, not new wave, because it's not new wave. I don't even, new age. I have no clue. This style of music where it's, again, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down at a machine and it's, it's programming. It's, it's, it's creating inputs and outputs to then create these parts and to say, that's really cool. That's really interesting. How do I mix it with this other really cool, interesting part? And, um, and he does it. And in my opinion, he does it quite well. Um, yeah. And it's, it's inspiring. And it's, it's um, again, it's an album that like, it just, it just puts you in a good mood and I think that's at the end of the day who Dan Deacon is if you watch like any of his music videos they're all generally fun uh they're interesting to watch they kind of bring a smile to your face they're kind of childlike and I say that in a good way um oh yeah yeah and uh and i think that like too i think it's again like his concerts and who he is as a person it's kind of it's this calling of like all the freaks and geeks of the world and and whatever issues are happening in the world um you can come and dan deacon's he's right there with you so um yeah because he's kind of a freaking geek too there's interviews (laughs) with him and and he's a bizarre dude And again i say that as a good thing. You know, I don't, that's to me, that's not, a, that's not an insult by any means. And not um, at no, yeah. Some of my friends are very bizarre people too. So, <laughs> um,
1: the, yeah, the people worth knowing, to be honest. Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> the funny thing what is too, that I found is that I feel like, uh, this album and the album that, that you shared as well are both, um, uh, very energetic, high spirited albums. Cause you're the album that you shared, which we'll get into, uh, uh, is quite the same way, so it's kind of funny how that worked out.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, it's true. You know, like trying to, you know, trying to find parallels. Um, some of the parallels just came, but one of the things, um, and I'll tell you this, um, you know, as a as a younger person, I, yeah, I didn't know much about the scene that Dan Deacon came from, um, but you know, like Wham City other than being a song was like very much a real thing, you know, like I guess an art collective of sorts. Um, So there'd be a lot of, there'd be a lot of shows put on by that art collective. And some of it to me was off putting um, in that it was all pretense.
0: Okay. Um,
1: And in the times, you know, the times that I saw Dan Deacon early on and then in listening to this, I'm like, the thing that separates him as an artist is that it's hyper-intelligent mm-hmm. and hyper-literate without the pretense, which is so difficult to do. I don't think people realize how difficult that is to do, to be smart. Um, but I think he's smart enough to know that love is more important than being cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: and you can hear that, which is – it's it's kind of – disarming which uh that's that's one of my favorite qualities in music like aside from like whoa I didn't expect it this sounds cool to listening to it for the second and third time being like this is deliberately trying to be a good force like that's I don't know I mean you you know you can maybe not like it clearly I'm sure there's plenty of people I bet the majority of people that we would play this for probably wouldn't dig it. You know, the normies in our life. Yeah. But you can't deny that. Like, wow, he completely accomplishes what he's setting out to do exceeding exceedingly well.
0: Yeah. And I, there's a, there's a mini documentary on the creation of this album. And it was like I said, he he basically locked himself in a castle. I don't know how much time he had. I can't remember. And I mean, but in the interview with him and, and, um, the footage that came out of that experience—I mean, he was working on this until literally the last second—and it was it was Domino Records just giving a deadline. Um, I'm a proponent of of deadlines force creativity. Deadlines are really important for artists, in my opinion, and I feel like this is this is the result of that. Um, his other albums after this are great, and they're all worth listening to. Um, but I feel like they. He got a little bit more time and he got a little bit more um like I feel like this album Bromps he knew was the album that was gonna make or break him. And I think that you can you can definitely feel that in this album. And mm. um the other ones don't have that same edge. Again, they're very good. I like them. It's just this one has this intensity that you can feel, and I feel like it's him. Just putting 1 million percent of everything that he can into this to make it be what he wanted and to say, this is who I am as an artist. And for that, like you just said, this album's not for anybody. But if anyone sat down and listened to this with headphones on and gave it a fair listen and to say that like you didn't feel something, that I don't know what what it takes to make you feel something, because you gotta feel <laughs> something out of this. So yeah, it's yeah. it's cool that you said that, and it's no,
1: I I, I love that you shared this because to be honest, I never would have listened to it not cool. for any willing reason. Just it just never would have crossed my my path.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, for sure, that's 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 the uh, yeah, I call it the that's the great experiment of of this is. Um, yeah, there, there, so far there are things that I, I've been doing with the show that I, I too would have, like, I would have never, I probably would have never listened to the album that you shared had it not been for this as well. So I hear you a million percent, um, which is pretty cool. So, um, yeah,
1: Dan Deacon, Bromst. Super rad. Um, two, two things I really wanted to ask you once, because I didn't know this, but, you know, creating this in essentially uh, an old castle. The bells, like, like the, all the, I'm guessing synth, right? Like synth bells.
0: I have no um, idea. Yeah. I don't know.
1: But all the bells on this album are awesome. <laughs> like awesome. It like stood out to uh, you. Yeah. That was one thing where I was just like, those tended to be my favorite moments. And to be honest, for me, the absolute highlight, the high watermark of the album, you know, for my listening experience was get older. Mm hmm. Um, holy shit. It's yeah. Like, that's
0: shit. yeah. That's my favorite song off this whole album.
1: Is it? Yeah. It's definitely my favorite song too. Um, it's just, you know, like it's one of those songs where you're like, it's, I think I said it before, like it's overloaded without crowding anything. It's just bursting with ideas and energy. It just, it's, it almost feels like the music can't contain itself. You know, like, <laughs> the music is its own entity um you know it's like trying
0: and- to burst out
1: yeah yeah exactly <laughs>
0: I'm going to share something i've never actually shared this with anybody this is a first time exclusive Are you ready oh awesome i don't know awesome. why i've and i needed like oh man i gotta it's story of everyone's life i just gotta sit down and do it i've always had this idea for that song i don't know why but i've always had this idea in my head of like an animation about a t-rex who was born and his father is a scientist and his father who's also a t-rex nobody believes him that the comet is coming And um, so I've always had this like vision of like a T-Rex with like one of those like scientific like metal sticks. And he's like tapping a whiteboard showing like a comet's coming to Earth (laughs) and nobody believes him. And uh, so then the comet comes and it eviscerates everything. But then our main hero gets uh, encapsulated in ice and then he's reawoken in, you know, modern day. And he's terrified of everything that he's seen. Interpret that how you will. (laughs) You
1: have to do this.
0: And then, uh, yeah, he escapes. And then people—he's scared of people. People are scared of him. And then he—he begins just like attacking people out of like a natural instinct, dude. And like, (laughs) where that came from, I don't know. I have, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But see, that's what, like, that's what this kind of music, in my opinion, does. Every music does, I guess. I should just be honest, but like this album though it just like it will paint your head with imagery and um and if you just sit down and listen to it like 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 listening to Dan Deacon when you're trying to work on something creative like I do writing on the side it helps me just a ton um Mm -hmm. like I know one thing that he did um I'm actually really bummed he made um these cards uh that he, when he was going on tour for his newest album, he was selling, but then the tour had to cancel. I actually, I, had to re- I think I still have my tickets. I think I do. Anyway, there, um, there are these cards for like creativity, where it's like you pull a card out of a deck, and it's like, write down the first thing based off of the word cat. And then you just sit there and you write about a cat. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's yeah. Like,
0: and then the next word will be banana. I don't even know what. And um, yeah, yeah, but then there were these like Dan Deacon specific cards. And so he said he he uses like that style of creativity a lot in his work. That's um, cool. Which is again, just like today I'm going to wake up and I'm going to think about the word banana and I'm going to make music about banana. And then I'm going to mix that with my music that's about cat. And voila, you've got an album. Um, it sounds weird when you say it out loud, but if you listen to to his music I think it makes a little bit more sense so no
1: I totally I totally agree with that. that that does make sense it's yeah and you're right I think it's it's always a triumph when you know when an album can also be a visual experience <laughs> you know what I mean for for those out there that have never done LSD um mom if you're listening pause <laughs> and fast forward um it's a long time gone but you know that's that's amazing you know it's it's i'm typically i'm not sure what i'm typically envisioning when i listen to you know your standard everyday artist but this i was definitely uh picturing my own uh my own my own movie playing along
0: yeah that's cool yeah i know what you mean and i think that there's um there's, like, the day-old argument of of experiencing art and, and media and the like, uh, you know, under influences of anything versus not. And I'm always a proponent that, like, no amount of drugs makes creativity because it doesn't. It's bullshit. Yeah. Some of my favorite people that are, quote-unquote, like, psychedelic artists have even admitted to never doing drugs. And Dan Deacon's even talked about this. He's like, I don't... I, he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't really do drugs when I make music because... I, I can't concentrate. Like I can't, I can't, I can't make music when I'm like high. And it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's the artist, there's a director, uh, uh, Chris Cunningham. I, you mentioned Aphex Twin. He did a lot of the Aphex Twin music videos, like Come to Daddy, oh, really? and Window Liquor." And he's a phenomenal director. He did, um, a music video with Aphex Twin called Robert Johnny. Um, you can find it on YouTube turn off all your lights, watch it at night, turn off all your lights and watch the music video rubber Johnny by Chris Cunningham. And you're not going to regret it. And um, <laughs> awesome. like, okay. uh, there's people that have always said that too, or it's like, Oh dude, that guy must, he must take so much LSDs. Ideas are crazy. And interviews with him. He's like, I've never taken acid ever. And again, I'm not saying that like, I'm not like I'm not I'm not trying to put you down for what you said. I'm just trying to state no, that like this is an album that yes could be thoroughly enjoyed while in a different state of mind, but it could also very much be enjoyed sober as well. And because uh, yeah. there is some music that I do think like I'm gonna just be honest, man, Dave Matthews Band. Like I've listened. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm not a big fan of the of the Dave Matthews Band. The DMBM. He's not for me. Um, but there have been moments that I've been with some friends and. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I might be it might have been a little high, we'll say, and 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 you kind of feel him a little bit more. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, sure. And uh
0: so yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but uh yeah, Dan Deacon I think is is a uh is a, whatever you're feeling go with it. But yeah, you can definitely go to a show and you can definitely be like, "Oh yeah, that per- that person there, yeah, they're on LSD and they're having a great fucking time." So it's it's funny. But yeah, um yeah. But yeah, I think that um, I think that if 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 anyone were to listen to this album and, and you know I kind of like some of it, but it's a little too harsh for me. Um, he has again uh, glass riffer uh, and his newest album, which is called Mystic Familiar. And Those are, in my opinion, way 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 more uh, approachable. They're they're a little bit more pop um, in terms of like. The bizarre static noises go away. Glass Riffer is very clean, and Mystic Familiar is even cleaner. It's um, it's 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 he he's he's toured a lot with um, Animal Collective, and I feel like Animal Collective is very much uh, a very similar story. They're similar in their sounds, but they are two very different bands. But early Animal Collective, their first album, Spirit Begone, Spirit Vanished. Um, mm-hmm. I like the album. But it is a it's a hard album to get through. Um, it, but now their most recent stuff is like super pop. It's super easy to listen to, and it's 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 way more approachable. And um, and uh, yeah, I love him. I love Dan Deacon. I could talk about Dan Deacon all day. I uh, <laughs> I appreciate him, and I appreciate his music, and I appreciate again that he is um, he's somebody that I I feel like. I feel like there are some artists that you can tell worked insanely hard to get there. And it was like some calling that they had some force that I guarantee they can't explain. And to be at a level he's at and to still be appreciative of his fans and to be appreciative of the people that help him is really cool. And to be humble. Um, There's a, I don't know what you call it. There's like a, it's like, it's a total punk rock bar here in Chicago. It's called the empty bottle. And um, it's a great venue. It's a, awesome awesome venue it smells of cheap beer and the toilets (laughs) and the toilets don't work you know what i mean like it's just it's one of of, there's fucking spray paint everywhere all over the walls and um i saw him play there one night and and he said something and i'm paraphrasing here but it was something to the effect of um you know he was like "You, you you have to think about the owner and the owners of bars like this because you know they're they're working at providing people like Dan Deacon shows because you know Dan Deacon I maybe he could sell it in an auditorium but I kind of doubt it you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so the empty bottle and places like that he was like you know these are people that you know they're not they're not going on yachts on the weekend because they're never going to be on that level of success so that you know these owners of these types of bars and establishment this is a passion of theirs which is to share music like this for fans like you and it's yeah you know, like what, what musician says that, that's really cool to say, we need to stop and thank people like this because it is true. You know, it's just things you don't really think about. So.
1: Oh yeah. I mean the entire infrastructure that allows for like, you know, like I said, truly liberated music, you know, like it, it, you know, to use a a cheesy phrase, it takes a village, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Um, And there, there are lots of people propping up, you know, I mean, think about, you know, you mentioned Animal Collective. What's the the store that really put them on early on? You know, there was a record store. Other people, other people record or other records. I don't know. I have no uh, idea. But yeah, a New York record store that was like, you know, we'll give you a chance to play live, you know, when no one else would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so th- that is really rad. But the fact that he called attention to it, I think just shows that there's an ethos that you know, I think was probably hard earned. So no matter how popular he would ever get, I don't think that would ever leave. Yeah.
0: mm -hmm, For sure.
1: That's pretty pretty rad. It was
0: pretty rad. Um, I always kind of do like a, if you like X, Y, and Z, you might like this. Um, Is there anything, I guess there anything that like pops into your mind, like for people that are not familiar with Dan Deacon. I like, I would say animal collective is what we talk. If you like animal collective, you probably like Dan Deacon. For sure. Uh, Radiohead, uh, Kid A, if you like Kid A. Uh, I even have friends, like, I have a very good friend, my buddy Ben, and uh, he does not like electronic music. And uh, we've talked about this a lot. You know, he is a pre-Kid A Radiohead fan, and I am a Kid A Radiohead fan. and uh, Yeah. But even he likes Dan Deacon. I, I, uh, I've i sent him a few of his uh, songs like on YouTube and stuff his way. And he, he really likes Dan Deacon. But is there anything else like you can think of?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a few a few things that like jumped out right away. You ever listen to Battles? Do you like Battles? I love Battles. Yes. I, yes. Uh, yeah. Battles, Liars. I don't know if you listen to Liars. Mm-hmm. I um, yep. you would dig. Uh, Lightning Bolt might be a little more, more intense, but of that same spirit, um uh holy fuck you ever listen to holy fuck No And then there's another band with that same word but fuck buttons is is another uh another band that I kind of heard a little bit
0: Okay I've heard of um, them but I don't think I've ever listened to them
1: And then there is they're you know they're loosely called a black metal band which I think is silly but um there is a band called liturgy Okay that I think you would really dig um Yeah, I don't want to give too much of it away, but just some of that same, um, I just think making crescendos in places where you don't even feel like they belong and making it work. Kind of that same, like, wow, this is some true, uh, you know, misfit music. So, uh, yeah, those those would definitely be ones, but Battles, for whatever reason, is the first one that jumped to mind, and I I love Battles, too. Me too, yeah. Great band.
0: You, you mentioned Liars. I like Liars a lot. I think that they're they're a very underrated band. There's a movie with Joseph gordon Levitch and Seth Rogen. Uh, Joseph gordon Levitch's character gets cancer. A really, oh, really, yeah. really bad cancer. And um, there's a scene at the end of the movie, and I don't give a shit who you are. You're going to fucking cry. And uh, <laughs> you could be like fucking Terminator in the ending of this movie. I can't remember the name of the movie. I might have to look it up. Um, 50-50. Is that it? Where he gets cancer and it's got... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 because 50 50 chance of living you're right that's it yep and they play um the other side of uh mount mount heart attack by liars at the end oh, of shit. that yeah and i it's that song is amazing uh and yeah, they played at the end of that movie when when he goes in for his treatment uh maybe i shouldn't have said that spoiler but uh,
1: uh <laughs> ah, it's, it's been out for a while yeah you're, you're
0: <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I would say everything that you said that I know of, I would agree with as well. If, if you're into, yeah, battle and fucking go check out battles. Everyone, if you, battles is, great. battles is fucking great. Battles is another band that like, yeah, you put that on and like, you could fucking do anything, man. You could like, yeah. you could go for it. Alan Schwarzenegger and win if you're listening to battles, like you could do anything. So oh,
1: Don, Don Caballero, I think would be another, uh another band that jumps to mind you ever you ever dig them i think you'd like them if you, if you don't already Mm-mm, i haven't
0: even heard of them so
1: really good band yeah uh don caballero and i think actually one of the members of battles comes from don caballero so
0: okay but well um great shit. anything else on on dan deacon i, I don't want to take away from you if you have any other thoughts or comments concerns questions
1: no, like I said, this is something. If you're from Baltimore, you're supposed to know. So now I do, <laughs> thanks to you, my friend. I appreciate yeah, it. yeah. You know, I'm happy to I, help. I still don't fuck with crabs, so Marylanders can eat it. But. Fucking crabs and uh, and Old Bay nonsense. It's they're both nonsense, Calvin. Oh my I'm god! Telling you. Fucking Old Bay, man. I uh, right.
0: I like it for like five bites.
1: Yes. And yeah. then
0: after that, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs>
1: I be like two chips and
0: I'm good. Yeah. Two yeah, two Old Bay chips and I'm I'm set for the year. Thank you. Uh yeah, no, I actually uh uh just sometimes randomly with Nat, I call her Old Bay. Old Bay. Old Bay. <laughs> she loves it. Uh well, everybody uh thanks for thanks for tuning in. Again, the album is "Broms" by Dan Deacon. Uh, I give it two thumbs up. Adam, how many thumbs up do you give it?
1: I mean, so that's the maximum number we're giving. No,
0: you can go as many thumbs as you want.
1: I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go four thumbs up. Me, wow. me, and you both giving thumbs up on my behalf.
0: Like knuckle bump, knuckle to knuckle, thumbs. Yes. up, thumbs. Up. Gotcha. That's a. I, uh, miss,
1: I miss the physical contact, the high fives of pre-pandemic times. Exactly. So. Hugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I give this album a a hug. yeah take a risk in a pandemic and hug someone
1: (laughs) i I give this a tender touch on the shoulder exactly
0: i give it a mask around your chin to say hello to adam (laughs) yo
1: exactly all
0: right well thanks for being here adam and uh, we will see everybody next week where we talk about no means no and i am excited to talk about this album so thank you everybody
1: yeah thanks for having me later yep bye